The issue of funding aged care, older Australians, has been long with us. It's one of the arguments is you increase the population, bring people into the country to essentially fund a tax base, create a tax base to help fund uh, the lifestyles, the aged care needs of uh, older people in this country. Well, the aged community care providers have put up an options paper suggesting that one of the way through is a new levy aimed at wealthier, older Australians needing to dip into their private savings to lift the quality of aged care. That proposal uh, has been put to the Albanese government from Aged and Community Care Providers Association, Tom Simonson, on the line. Tom, good morning. Thank you for your time. Good morning. So essentially a Medicare-style levy on people, on workers, uh, not not just older people, all ages presumably, to help fund uh, the retirement needs, the aged care primarily of older Australians. Well, it's just one of a number of options that we've put forward in this options paper that we've, we've given to the, the government. Um, and the idea of a levy for aged care was put forward actually by the Royal Commission um, and then disappeared without a trace. Uh, what we've done since is we've implemented all the parts of the Royal Commission that cost money, but we haven't dealt with the issues of how we raise that money. We've got a massively ageing uh, population, and we will see the proportion of people who need aged care double over the next several decades. Um, and we also have a shrinking tax base because um, people uh, there will be fewer younger people paying tax for those services. So we've got to do something. We've also put forward um, proposals that people might contribute more if they can afford it. That's the really important proviso towards the costs of their own care. In, in aged care at the moment, there are heavy caps on what people can be charged um, for day-to-day services like food and, um, and laundry and cleaning. Um, which don't necessarily reflect their experience during the rest of their life where they've had to pay for those things and have been able to do so if they've got super, for example. So we're looking at putting forward these options to open up the discussion. They might all get rejected and the community might just say no, but we've got more than half of providers losing money at the moment. We've got to do something. Yeah, and that's an issue because if providers go out of business, well, that uh, creates a greater demand and, and stress on, on aged care, doesn't it? Because you, you'd have fewer places for, for people requiring that level of care to go. Yeah, absolutely. And home care. We, we, we also have a struggling home care system. People generally want to remain in their homes either until they die comfortably in their own bed or uh, until they absolutely cannot stay at home any longer. And we do not have a home care system at the moment that really prioritises mm. uh, that. We fund the disability, uh, the NDIS, at a far higher level per individual to keep people independent, as we would all want. But in aged care, that funding is much more constrained. So people are often having to go into residential care who in other countries like Canada would have been funded to stay at home. So we have to do something. What about quarantining superannuation? Uh, so a certain percentage, whatever that might be, I don't know, 5 10%, has to be dedicated to aged care needs. Is that an option? That is one of the options that we've put forward, but we also recognise what if you never need aged care? What are you supposed to do if you're, uh, you've essentially got a part of your super balance that is not able to be used for your living because you don't actually need that residential or that high-end home-based service? So we've put that forward as something that's on the table, um, but all of these options have downsides. Of course, people will not like the idea of a new tax or a new levy. Um, there's the intergenerational challenge of younger people paying for services they might never receive, or if they do, it might be 50, 60, 70 years into the future. 
Um, but there is no easy answer here. We, we had the 15% pay rise recently for care staff in aged care, and that cost the government over $11 billion. There are only so many more times we can go back to government and say, oh, we need a lazy you know, $10 billion just to keep ourselves afloat. That's not sustainable. The easiest way to do it, I suppose, if it was to happen, would be a Medicare-style levy, wouldn't it, that we've had in the past for various things, a gun buyback and, uh, and, and others. And uh, is that your favoured option? So I don't. I, we've been very careful not to to put forward a favoured option because we, we, whenever that has happened in the past, if you put all your eggs in that basket and people say they don't like it, you've got nothing to fall back on. So yeah. we've put forward all of the options specifically because of that. You know, we probably need multiple options. This is a very big funding gap. We currently spend half the proportion of our GDP on aged care compared to other developed nations like Canada or Finland or France or the UK. Um, and that's that's a gap we're going to have to close, and it's probably going to be more than one solution that's going to be needed in order to do that. So, again, the need comes out of people living longer, essentially, isn't it? That uh, uh, boomers who were uh, born back in those post-war years into their 80s and 90s now, and uh, they're, they're living longer. The age expectancy is only on the way up. It's not coming down in this country, which is just marvellous, but uh, provisions need to be made right now to, to look ahead for what is going to be needed in, in not even 50 years' time, less than that. Well, today. Yeah. And um, we've got people living longer now, we have, um, you know, a large number of our aged care facilities across the country are you know, more than 20 years old, need refurbishment, need redevelopment. Nobody will invest in our sector. Banks won't lend us money. Um, you know, investors won't give us uh, funds because of the financial unsustainability. They don't think they'll get their money back. So we, we need to have a healthy and flourishing sector that people are willing to invest in to make sure it actually meets our expectations. You know, you get a lot of people who go into aged care expecting it to be of a much higher standard than at the moment it can be. Uh, and why shouldn't they be able to expect that? that? That doesn't seem unreasonable to me, but we have a system that can't meet those needs or expectations right now. And, and I detect some frustration in you in that you, you're putting forward these options and, as you say, the suggestion of uh, an aged care levy in the uh, Royal Commission of a year or two back disappeared without trace. And unless it's funded, nothing's going to happen, unless a, a government commits. I mean, do they? Do perhaps governments look at this as being, uh, in the Yes Minister tradition, of being a, a brave decision? Is, is that what uh, what's think, yeah, the problem I, is? I think the, I think the quote is, yeah, that's very courageous, Minister. Courageous, yeah. uh, but, but the last time we had significant reform to the financial system for aged care was 1997, when John Howard was Prime Minister. This is how infrequent... These changes are, are, are that come about infrequently. They come about. There were changes in about 2012, 2011, but they were more. Uh, they, they weren't as, as significant. So we've got one gen, once in a generation opportunity. We have a new aged care act that's got to come in next year. That was a recommendation of the Royal Commission, and that new aged care act will have to deal with these things. If we don't deal with it now, we're going to have to wait another 27 years. And I've, I'm pretty confident that will be too late. OK, if, if nothing is done, what's the worst case scenario? If we continue to muddle along as we are today? Well, we have 54% of the last, uh, the last reported figures, 54% of residential aged care providers are losing money. And many of them are losing significant sums, you know, a million dollars per facility per year or that order. Uh, what you will see is people going, we haven't got enough money to, to fund that anymore. 
Um, a lot of organisations, they might provide children's services or homelessness services or other things, retirement living, but they can use the, the money from that to prop up aged care. But the black hole is getting too big. Mm. So if we don't do something, people are going to have to pull out of the sector. Uh, but also, we're not going to see the improvements that we want to see. The Royal Commission was really clear. Quality has to improve. But the only way for that to happen is to have a flourishing sector, not a sector that kind of gasps from one thing to the next uh, in the hopes it will still be here in five years. We've got to do something quite fundamental. All right. Appreciate your time today, Tom Simonson. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. From Aged and Community Care Providers Association,